Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This bulletproof vest is so tight. I can't move. It's so tight. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, I will say I know for a fact I'm not going to be doing any singing in this episode because my voice no longer goes into chipmunk range. <laughs> I can't. Me, gonna... I want a whole hope. <laughs> I don't know any BTS songs. A, and this bulletproof vest I'm wearing to protect myself from BTS fans is really fucking tight. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, you're missing out on some... Uh, we came prepared for this episode. You know what surprised me the most about this episode is that I didn't have to download TikTok to listen to BTS. I'm not even really sure what TikTok is, but I was fairly certain that's where BTS happens. I guess, yeah. I love TikTok. And I don't see BTS, but it, the algorithm knows that I probably hate it. And they're like, don't show them BTS. You won't get on this fucking website ever again. I know way too much about BTS now. I feel like I could probably debate an actual BTS fan <laughs> about BTS legitimately i think i could be like i probably know as much as you do fight me but don't really because i don't really want to fight you know i just don't think bts is good i feel like it would have to be a bts fan who was over 18 but yeah, hard to find that's perhaps a debate we could set up I, okay i'm just gonna say it right now before we even really dive into this and you can leave this in the podcast or don't but like is it okay to make fun of people over 30 that like bts like that's just really fucking weird to me you mean it's why would it not be okay to make fun of that? I don't know. I feel like I'm almost like punching way down at that point. You know what I mean? We try to like, you know, not punch down, but like that's like, whoa, down. I don't have a lot of things to say about the fan base. No, no me either. I love their fans. Best people ever. My favorite people, actually. I'm, I'm a huge fan of their fans. For the same reason that you and I are wearing these vests. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I love BTS fans. I think you're great. Like uh, some of the best people I've ever met are BTS fans. I, I, I've actually thought about getting a BTS tattoo just because I wanted to be friends with BTS fans. Well, I'm going to get a BTS army tattoo, but not a BTS tattoo. Fair. You know what's a really stupid idea, Mark? Mm. Pissing off this 50, episode. 50 million <laughs> K-pop fans. Listen, man, I, I, we're, we're going into this. This is the thing. We got our helmets. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> this was a, it was a really fun time making this podcast. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're about to find out what it's like to be told to kill yourself by thousands of people who probably shouldn't even be allowed to use the internet unsupervised for another couple years. Arguably, they shouldn't have internet accounts because they are uh, uh, just like to point out to everyone. If you're not 13, you can't have a Twitter. PS, our RSS feed is marked as explicit. So if you're under 18, you're actually not supposed to be listening. To you this. are actually breaking, you're breaking the, law. the law. You're breaking the law. And look, right. I don't want to call the FBI. But we don't have to because they're tracking it. So you right. just got to stop listening to this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just right. stop now. Are they done? Are they Yo, gone? You're gone. You're gone. Okay, let's go. Okay. So I'm not saying all BTS fans are assholes because, again, I don't want to die. But I do think <laughs> it's worth paying attention to when a significant percentage of a band's audience are this militant and aggressive toward any perceived slight, no matter how ridiculous or even non-existent it actually is. Yes, I would say BTS uh, fans Okay, uh, are probably some of the most fragile human beings on planet Earth when it comes to any form of, what would you say, uh, mild criticism. Very mild criticism. Like, I didn't like that one's haircut. Motherfucker! Yeah. Like, you're probably risking your life. They're going to find out how to reprogram a car that's got a computer chip in it and just take yeah. you out while you're walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. You would not want to have like a BTS sucks on your Tesla because there's a chance they'd hack it and you drive off a cliff. 
Yeah, or the Tesla will just do that by itself. Uh, you can legitimately do nothing wrong. And if the BTS army decides to feel insulted, you're about to have an extremely bad time. You know, if you really... Okay, so I grew up... I'm pretty old. Did you grow up? I, yes, this uh, time that I was born a 30-year-old, oddly enough. Uh, but uh, the Backstreet Boys fans... Uh, sync fans, they, they were like the, nothing they were like, not this. like this. No. Nowhere <laughs> fucking close. Nothing. Not even one one hundredth. If you went to an InSync show, yeah, like they were crazy at the show, going crazy for the band, right? Right. But honestly, I bet if you stood outside with a sign that said InSync sucks, they'd probably be like, oh, whenever you know, blah blah blah. They would blah, just blah. ignore you. Like BTS fans might actually remove one of your limbs. And put it on TikTok just to get followers. Well, they'll figure out how to go on the dark web, find someone who wants to illegally harvest organs. You're going to get drugged. You're going to mm. wake up in a bathtub full of ice. Yeah, let's not give them ideas. Let's not give them ideas. I've got a lot more. So. No, don't okay. tell them. <laughs> um, there are multiple instances of a BTS member just being photographed with some girl. The BTS army deciding the guy is dating that girl and then trying to ruin her life. That's fucked up. Let these guys hang out with girls, first of all. Let these guys hang out with girls. They definitely want to and need to hang out with girls. Yes. Instead of just each other all the time. Agreed. When Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears started dating, I don't remember anyone at all trying to ruin her life. I don't recall that ever being a thing. It probably happened, but well, not, I'm sure there not were the, some people like that were once or twice. Right. Not, not thousands. thousands. <laughs> yeah. Tens of thousands. There was one time some pop singer I have never heard of named Charlie Puth. Puff, I don't know had a member of BTS be his guest for a performance on some award show. Next thing you know, Charlie's social media accounts are being swarmed with accusations of him exploiting the kid from BTS for clout by inviting him to perform on an award show. What? Crazy. I mean, think about that. It's, it, it's like they think they're coming to the defense of this person do you think he's like a stumbling toddler out in the world who just doesn't know what's happening around him? And how dare anyone want to sing on a microphone with him? Are they not allowed to collaborate? Are they only allowed to exist in whatever you imagine them to be? And anything they do besides show up and knock on your bedroom door is a problem for you. I don't doubt this at all. These Some of them have um, maybe some emotional issues like uh, that one late night host found out uh, very quickly, I believe he just said something to the tune of that they were odd or weird, and he got labeled all sorts of terrible things for having even the most mild. That wasn't even criticism. There's a thing. That's not actually criticism. This is the only episode of this podcast I've ever been nervous to do. I am hating every second of this. It's like walking a tightrope. It's just a bad idea what we're doing right now. Yeah, well, let's be honest here. BTS is a K-pop band, which is short for what? Korean pop. Mm -hmm. Korean pop loves to find three to seven, which seven is obscene anyways. Oh, yeah. Uh, random, good-looking young men that like to dance and can't hardly sing, don't know how to write music really at all, and jam them together, pay them nothing, and exploit them to the bitter end. Like we said on the Beatles episode, episode one of this show, this is all fascinating from a business and marketing perspective. This is worth studying. This is something that I think anyone who cares about the music industry should be paying attention to what's happening here. As Mark said, you may ask yourself, why are there seven vocalists in this group when the four singers sound nearly identical and the three rappers sound nearly identical? Well, it's because if you have seven people in the group, then your bases are pretty covered as far as providing potential fans with enough choices that one member's persona will become their favorite one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of coverage if one of them really fucks up to the point where you got to kick right, him out, fuck him. well, you got yeah. six fucking more. Yeah. You got six. Let's say you lose four of them. You have three people still in a boy band. That's 98 fucking degrees, basically. And that's the remnants of the band. Honestly, you can even spin that for a positive because you probably still own the one who you got to kick out for whatever reason. Oh, sure. So he, he's the bad boy. If he goes and does a solo career, whoever sticks with him, you yeah. still are doing that. Plus, you get whoever the new kid you bring in to replace him. In yeah. the regular, the, the first band, it's ultimately all good, yep. no matter what happens from there. Yep. 
I mean, I don't know how much most Americans know about the Japanese idol system that K-pop is based on, but they have this shit broken down to a science. There's nothing about this that happens that is accidental or not a product of them knowing what works because it works every time. There is a book sitting somewhere, a playbook of what we are going to do, how we are going to do it. The stories that are created, I wouldn't doubt that we don't actually know anything about these guys apart from what's been told to us. If it came out that one of them were like actually got interviewed 20 years from now or like, oh, that's not my name. That's actually not my story at all. I'm a totally different human being than what was told to you. I wouldn't be shocked. I would go with that's of course true because it's this that level of control, that level of like every piece of this is going to get thought out and told and tested and everything we change your haircut it's going to be because we asked five thousand people what your haircut should be it's precision yes for some reason most people seem to think this is a new phenomenon it is not this has been going on for at least 50 years and what it is is the money people look around for parents who are willing to basically sacrifice their children to the entertainment industry And that industry then does everything that has been proven to work time and time again. And this idol system is not just for music. It's also for actors, models. You definitely don't want to look up child pornography laws in any of these countries right now. uh, If you're sensitive to being upset, this is a incredibly exploitative system. So sometimes from the age of elementary students, these children are sent into training. And if the goal is to put the kid into a music group, then they spend hours a day in singing lessons, dance lessons, media training, getting plastic surgery before puberty sometimes. Just all the things you would do to make a perfect little aesthetically pleasing robot. And this part can last for years. In America, the closest parallel we have is a development deal. Which, I mean, sometimes involves some of this stuff, but nowhere near to such a a controlling degree as you can get away with over there. Sure. Um, Then once this kid's in the public eye, there are all these rules about what they can do, say, eat, drink, who they can hang out with, whether or not they can get tattoos. Are they the bad one, the good one? He can have two tattoos. He's the bad one, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Piercings. He can wear the Nazi hat in the photo shoot on accident. (laughs) I mean, I do want, that's one of the things where I wonder how much is that a mistake or is it intentionally generated controversy? I'm going to, I'm going to be a full on conspiracy theorist and assume that there's no way that somebody around him would let him wear a hat that was obviously a Nazi hat. Yeah. To me, it's like, oh yeah, let him wear this hat and then it'll be in the news and in the media. He'll apologize. I can't remember which brand it was maybe bud light or something five eight years ago they came their new marketing campaign was under the caps there would be a message and one of them was just like sometimes no means yes or something was the thing under the cap they're just like i mean come on you're gonna tell me that no one knew what was going to happen when you sent that to market yeah and you weren't just trying to do something to get everyone to pay attention to you so you could apologize yeah, no way. I don't believe that for a multi-billion dollar company doesn't make that. I mean, I just don't believe. It. So, yeah, like these kids image and behavior is strictly coached and controlled by industry adults. And if this sounds like a fucked up and exploitative power dynamic, again, definitely don't run a search for all the bad things you can imagine happening to these kids because those things happen. You know what it is? It's kind of like Disney without guardrails. You know what I mean? Because Disney his history of like churning out these pop stars. You're going to be on the TV show when you're six. Yeah. And by the time you're 16, you're going to be a pop star and we're going to literally work you through this whole system. And it's just, we're going to create you, which is basically what they did with Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. Only there's no guardrails. There's no, there's no, nobody going. That's probably a bad idea for a kid to be doing or saying or living or whatever. Like there seems to be from a distance nobody's saying that at all. Well, so there are in recent years, there have been some steps taken to sort of regulate what has been an almost completely unregulated industry here too. I would question how sincere those efforts are because when you look up how much money just BTS, not to mention the entire K-pop industry, but how much money this band is bringing in to South Korea, 
It's we're talking billions of dollars. I want to say I saw something that was one in 17 people who visit South Korea right now is because of some kind of BTS pilgrimage. Again, just that band, not K-pop in general. So you've got to add all these other bands that you don't haven't heard of in the United States who also have massive audiences. I mean, there's no telling how much money is being brought in to South Korea from this industry right now. So, I mean, is the government going to come in and be like, hey, everything that you're doing that's working to bring in all this money, going to need you to stop because these people's feelings are going to regulate it it and make sure everything is on the up and up. They're not going to do that. They're going to say, oh, shit, you're generating a dick load of money. Like, keep doing it. Whatever you're doing, it's working. Don't stop. So in in some way, BTS being the most successful, currently the most successful K-pop band, I think in some way is a product of them being marketed as a response to decades of criticism against this K-pop industry. These kids present the image of not being as heavily coached or controlled. They are allowed to say more in interviews about what they actually think and feel about their situation. But I have a hard time accepting that any of that is the result of them having some altruistic corporation behind them. Yeah, no. I watched some of the uh, uh, movie that they put out. Uh, I forget what it's called. Uh, what was it called? Burn the stage. Are you sure this wasn't a cry for help? Like yeah. if someone burns the stage down, we don't have to keep doing this. Yeah. Like maybe help, help. Maybe that's what it was supposed to be. Do you need help blink? But I guess it's just, they're, they're presenting it. Like it's a documentary. Like what you're watching is like who they really are. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. I don't believe that for a second. I believe that this has been edited and you're only showing us this, Look how real they are, and they're normal, just like you, blah, 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 blah. I don't believe that for a fucking second. They have a camera in front of them. There's expectations of how they're going to act, how they're going to speak, what they're going to say, blah, 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 blah. And they stay within the guardrails. They don't actually probably have anything left of what makes them them anymore. What I know is that I don't know. That's that's the only thing I can say with 100% certainty is I don't know what life is like for the people in this group behind the scenes. And I don't think anyone does, but I think that the perception we have of, Oh, these kids are being allowed to say more than normal. And they're allowed to, you know, sort of not be as restricted. I think it's a product of what trends are and are not profitable right now. Right. There's another K-pop group called big bang and they were successful before BTS and they sort of, laid the groundwork for this. They proved that there was more profit for a K-pop group that seemed a little less manufactured and did not pretend as if they existed in some perfect magical fantasy world where if an interviewer asked about the potential downsides of being famous, you were just supposed to pretend like everything was great, which like BTS talks about. They're like, yeah, sometimes it's weird, you know, but they don't go deep in it. They don't get really deep into it. Right. But this group Big Bang started this. They're the ones who started doing this. And it's no secret that BTS were copying the Big Bang model. I'm fairly certain it's been discussed in interviews, just point blank directly. But even if not, the company behind BTS is called Big Hit. Big mm-hmm. Bang, Big Hit. Is any of this sounding familiar in any way to right. anyone listening? Yeah. You know, it's almost like... They looked at the history of what happened here with NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and and just decided that they were going to do the same thing, I guess. Um, Go ahead. What are you going to say next? I lost my train of thought. No, I think you're right, obviously. Like, I think that the the idol system predates those groups, but I think that Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were the second wave of American music industry professionals deciding to copy the idol system. Why are we waiting around for a talented person to come on our radar? Yeah. Why don't we just get people who are proven to be talented, who are professional songwriters over here? These are the ones who are actually mining the fossil fuels that this entire thing is based on. So all we got to really do is find someone who is attractive, well-spoken, and we can train them to do choreography. If they can't sing, then that one's the rapper. Yeah. That, I mean, it's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. but the idol system has existed since I think like the 1950s, 1960s. Mm. Like they've right, been doing right, this for right. a while. 
basically the response to the uh, Hollywood studio system star factory thing, like assembly line. Oh, celebrities. Here's how this works. And I mean, like many other things about American industry, Japan was just like, oh, we're about to fucking murder you in this silo. This is not even going to be close. Uh, I just came up with another conspiracy that I have. I like how you just came up with it and you're like, yes, I think this now. This is uh, this is what I think <laughs> this might be true because I was trying to think about like, okay, uh, BTS songs are objectively not good songs. If you were to listen to Backstreet Boys hits, NSYNC's hits, like the best of boy band songs, if you were uh, boys to men songs or Britney Spears songs, I mean, LFO, well, LFO, 98 degrees. If you were to take their best songs, BTS songs do not compare in any world to yeah. that quality of songwriting. They're just not that good. There are in sync songs that are going to go down in history as some of the best pop songs probably ever written. Yeah. Boys to Men has a couple of songs that will probably be in the same world. I'd say more than a couple with Boys to Men. Yeah, man. they just, were doing a lot of real good songs. These are like some of the timeless pop songs. But a lot of those songs were written by other people. Most of those songs were not written by the band. I think that like the company that owns BTS is so hellbent on making money that they don't want to pay the good writers to make like the really good uh, pop that, music. It costs more. They're like, oh, you're really good at writing songs, but you're too much money. We're going to get like the budget version of you to write these songs. Just a way to like make even more money. D-list writers, because they know they could really go out there and sing anything. I had a conversation with a BTS fan and I said, it's really not good. They didn't even acknowledge. They didn't even say that I was wrong. The music's not the good. The music's not good. I was like, it's just, it's not, the songs aren't that good. And they were like, they didn't actually disagree the retort was the really good dancers. So you drive around in your car listening to Wait. audio of someone because of how good they are at dancing. Yeah, like, well, are they dancers or are they a fucking boy band? Do you listen to BTS because you like the music or do you watch BTS because you like the dancing? It's just, it's weird. I'm convinced that they literally do get budget songwriters because they're cheap and they really could put out anything. It doesn't matter at this point. I mean, I watched a lot of BTS for this, and I would agree that they're good dancers, solid dancers. Uh, they're not the best dancers. However, I would say that if you contacted the stunt doubles on any of the John Wick movies, they would probably be better at dancing than BTS. Uh, yeah. The fight sequences. Yeah, sure. So much more complicated. You could definitely get them to do like backflips off each other off someone's chest. Justin Timberlake's backup backup dancers are better dancers than BTS. Meaning not as backup dancers as like the third string dancers for Justin Timberlake, the ones that sit at home, but yeah. to get a phone call like, Hey man, five people broke their legs and now we need you. That guy's a better dancer than anyone in BTS. And if the songs don't really matter anyways, which they don't seem to matter to anybody that actually is a fan of this band. Well, then let's just get that guy. Oh, again, this is such a stupid fucking idea. I can't believe you just <laughs> said that. Oh. Now that we've sold a bunch of shirts, maybe people will start responding to them wearing our shirt. We get tagged in posts all the time, I see. Yeah, if you get a shirt at yfbspod.com. I want to hear the stories. Oh, I definitely want to hear some stories. I bet it's a lot of people laughing at the shirt. I bet when you're walking around in a shirt that says your favorite band sucks on it, you get a lot of people who aren't dumb as fuck going, that shirt's funny. I hope. It's a great conversation starter or ender. If you're a single person and you're someone that goes on dates, you should buy a shirt and wear it on a date. Mm -hmm. It's a great litmus test. Figure out right away. Oh, this person I'm going on this date with, his favorite band is Weezer. Text your friend. Hey, uh, can you call me in a minute and tell me that you really need my help? Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so a lot of BTS fans are going to be in our comments talking about this group's 
progressive politics in some of their songs and things they've said in interviews and Nazis. press releases and stuff. Okay, first, first, it takes a lot of effort to overlook all of the dumb shit these kids did, like wearing a Nazi hat and especially, especially early on when their music imitated more sounds and lyrics from trap, American trap music. Mm-hmm. They obviously did not understand what that music was or where it came from. And they were obviously fetishizing it in a way that is not good. But then they came to America. They got sent to rap boot camp with Coolio. And again, like you said earlier, this was all documented on camera as part of a documentary. So it's like, ah, we're going to have these kids do some shit that's going to offend everyone. But then we're going to film them going through the process of learning. And this can become part of their story. And yeah, they learned about all the things they needed to quit doing. But when it happens in a form of entertainment that is then being marketed to you, it's just, there's a lot of questions that I got to ask about that because there's a lot to be said for going away and becoming educated in private and then coming back with what you've learned instead of, Oh, look, see, see, they want to do better. Right. And I, I mean, I do think they probably do want to do better. I do believe them, but I also think that big hit, the company behind them sent them there with cameras on them mm-hmm. for the same reason that, Uh, fast food companies on Twitter right now all have social media managers who are acting woke. This is what people want to see right now. This is the conversation that's being had by every company who's only... Does anyone think McDonald's gives a fuck about social equality? No. Wendy's? If you do, I have something I'd like to sell you too. please. Because they don't care. It's always about what's profitable. Like, Do you think Wendy's is mouthing off about social justice protest on Twitter, which sorry if they haven't actually done it, but one of the fast food brands, Twitter accounts certainly has, whichever one has fill in the blank. I mean, this isn't happening because these people care. No, they care about making money. That's what they care about. Big hit has coordinated with McDonald's to put out a BTS meal. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. Mattel, the company who makes Barbie has a line of BTS dolls, right? So, What's happening here? All of marketing is, especially now, is attention, right? And BTS has a lot of attention. So I don't think BTS is a huge, oh my God, we love McDonald's. Can't wait to partner with McDonald's. It's the check that they're going to get written to put their stamp their name on it, which honestly, if we're being honest here, my guess is uh, the members of the band ain't going to see any of that money. And I don't know that for sure. I don't know that. Don't kill me. But a, well, a small I'm going to assume that they get paid pennies compared to what the band actually generates in revenue. I would say a fraction of a penny. I, it, we're going to talk about this later, but I think it comes out to about like one one thousandth of what they're actually generating. Yeah, the argu- there is the argument to be made, uh, the exposure argument. Do it for the exposure. A rising tide lifts all ships. So like every deal they make penetrates them into a market that they may not have already been in yeah but like at a certain point how exposed can you be yeah and do you who doesn't know that this band exists now fucking nobody there is something powerful to storytelling and the story of the arc of like oh we took these kids who don't understand anything about this this or that or or, they certainly didn't when we took them in when they were like 12 right and so look at the mistakes mistakes heavy quotes that they've made along the way it's redemption oh he just wore that hat in that photo shoot he really didn't know but look he's learning and he's apologizing and then they go to the holocaust you know literally a page from bieber's book yeah like but look it's like this redemption arc and it's it's such an integral part of like getting the fans to be like a cult that's what creates the cult. Look at how they've evolved and changed and they're better people. And they literally are just selling you on this fucking story. Believe me, they're not dumb. People around them are not dumb. They know what they're doing. The main thing I kept thinking about uh, when prepping for this episode is you're going to die. So the, the second main thing I kept thinking about <laughs> was how much of pop culture is obsessed with adolescence and young adulthood or whatever you want to call it. Just like the post-pubescent years, late teenage into early 20s. For instance, it is, I think it's pretty annoying and gross, honestly, how many movies and TV shows are set in high school that have an R rating. By our rating system, you're not supposed to be able to see this movie, is it 18 or 17? 18. 18. 
So yeah, only it? high school seniors can see this movie. Right. About and, high school. Yeah. Being a freshman in high school. And it's just, it, and then there's going to be some sex. And if you want to get really weird, go back and watch Porky's. Yeah, that's that's definitely way higher. That's where this culture has been forever, man. Like just yeah. this uh, obsession with youth and adolescence. And like we've already said, there are obvious financial reasons that this happens. And I don't think people consider this yeah. very often. This isn't the most interesting story to tell. People are not the most interesting that they're ever going to be at the age of 17 to 25. They are not in the most interesting social circumstances they're going to be in from the ages of 17 to 25. Not even close. No, they're not like at all. Under, underdeveloped minds just in the fucking system. Like, show me people who are not doing that, please. Literally anyone else is more interesting than the thing that everyone is supposed to do. Yeah. This is the least interesting thing to build a story around. But if you were given a choice between creating a product for people in their 30s and older versus creating a product for people in their 20s and younger, any company interested in profit is going to go younger because that's another decade of earning money from the demographic of Bingo. people that you get. Yeah. You got to get them when they're young to develop the liking your product so that you keep buying it as you get older. Younger people are still trying to figure out who they are slash create a personality or whatever else. So it's just easier to get them to latch on to pop culture as a part of that. Oh, I like this and that's who I am. So you present them with something that at least they feel like reflects who they want to be or who they want to be friends with or who they want to be lovers with or whatever else. But once you age out of that demographic, the normal thing to do would be to go, okay, that stuff is no longer for me. Yeah. So I'm just going to go pay attention to the older version of it. What is happening in pop music and mainstream TV shows and movies for my age? And it just, it's not what happens and it's not what people do. We still have adults in their thirties and forties who just keep showing up to rated R movies set in high schools. Yeah. Does anyone else have a problem with this? Again, this goes back to what I had to men maybe mentioned before. If you're over 30 listening to BTS. It's not for you. It was never for you. No. But they want it. To, that's the thing. Like the, the companies who are funding and profiting from pop culture want you to stay here. The pop culture sold to us reinforces all these priorities of like adolescence and youth is beauty. And this is what you need to be obsessed with, like staying younger and you need to always look younger. And then you end up with the nation full of adult children that we are so obviously living in right now. Yep. I blame BTS. Literally. Keeping all these old people, childish, immature, adolescent, thinking like a fucking 12-year-old. And then also, I mean, back to all the dumb shit that these kids did in early in their career. I find it pretty obnoxious that American pop culture has more room to listen to the sounds of trap music as long as the lyrics come in a language that nearly none of the people on this continent listening to it understand. Versus... What if, what if, and this would never happen, but what if we actually platformed actual trap music from the actual people who actually created it along with the words that they were actually saying? Too scary. Why, this, why didn't that happen? Yeah, too scary. Too scary. It says scary stuff. I'm scared. Give me my polished, clean trap music. Can you imagine what it must have been like for a rapper from Atlanta in 2013 to go on YouTube and watch the video for BTS song, no more dream. And it's all these kids who've never seen anything remotely like day-to-day <laughs> no. -day life in Atlanta, dressed up in gangbanger cosplay, rapping over a slowed down version of Snoop Dogg's Boom, which they definitely didn't license credit or acknowledge in Absolutely, any way. totally brutal. Can you imagine? No. It would be so shitty. And then while oh you're watching God. it, while you're watching it, someone tells you, by the way, this is the most popular and profitable thing on the planet right now. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, they will go on to uh, sell out arenas every single night of the week while you can't even open for somebody else. Legitimately, they will be the biggest things on planet Earth. They'll sell more T-shirts in five minutes than you'll sell in your entire career. Not even joking. One thing that I would point out as consolation in this specific aspect of the conversation 
Uh, I would assume that any rapper from Atlanta has more of a handle on their money than the kids in BTS do. I assume these kids are getting taken to the cleaners on this. I mean, okay, so obviously we know that the music business is extremely exploitive and people that have a tendency to be in positions of power make a lot more money than people that oftentimes are making the music. This is just the nature of the business. Uh, I'm going to not really go out on much of a limb here and say that like, if we just look at the history of American boy bands and the exploitation of American boy bands, some of the biggest boy bands in the history of the world, insane stories of managers and record labels stealing from them and exploiting them and literally paying them less than pennies on every dollar that they made. It is not far-fetched to assume at all that the members of BTS are paid minuscule amounts for the fact that their record label that they're a part of, my understanding is that they were on the verge of going bankrupt before BTS exploded in the fashion that they have. Most of the time, those deals are structured in ways that are very good for the label and the investors and not great for the actual kids that are on stage doing shit. Now, I'm sure they're getting rich compared to the average oh, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Like, compared to you and me, they're probably making a ton of but money. Compared to what they're actually bringing right. in. Right. But no. when your band probably generates close to $100 million in revenue. <laughs> so much more than that. So, so much hun- more Hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. Exponential, yeah. A year. It's billions. You're definitely not getting paid anywhere close to what would probably be considered to be a fair arrangement. I don't think so. So earlier we sort of talked about um, the difference between pop groups in America and pop groups in the K-pop, J-pop systems. One of the major differences between this happening in America and this happening in Korea or Japan, the way that the industries of these various countries is set up is K-pop bands are basically managed by their record label or signed to the record label owned by their management company, whichever way you want to look at it. And this is not an artist-friendly setup, and it's not what happens in the United States. What happens in the United States, and this is what you want, you can still get screwed in this situation, but it's what you want. It's a more preferable setup. You want the artist, the management, and the record label to be three separate entities. So there's a network of relationships keeping everything in balance. You don't want the artist to have been trained by the management company who is also their record label. Mm. Because that way, there's no individual entity that can suspect that one of the other individual entities is being shady in a way that's not good for the artist. So if you have the setup that typically happens in the United States, if the label starts acting shady, then... Hopefully the managers over here paying attention and they're making money based on what the artist makes. They're not making money based on what the label makes Mm -hmm. again, unless you've got some weird back alley deal, which has happened in the past and it's illegal, but it happens and people get caught. But what you want is the manager tied to the artist and the label tied to the artist. That's what you want. So that if any one thing gets out of whack, someone comes over to the artist and like, Hey, they're trying to fuck you right now. Mm -hmm. If it's all one thing. No one ever comes up to you and says that you're getting fucked. They're the one also fucking you. And they grab these kids when they're like 12, yeah. 15 sometimes. They're not going to like order books on the music industry offline. Because again, like you just said, compared to everyone else on the continent, they're loaded. They're rich. Right. They don't even know. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like if somebody comes along and says, hey, I'm going to pay you $10 million a year to be in this group. I mean, very few people are going to go. Okay, uh, but I need to see all the details. Like, I need to, you know what I mean? They're going to go, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll take $10 million a year. They're going to generate $700 million a year or something like that off of you or, you know, whatever. You want people that are going to advocate for you that work for you and you alone. You never want your manager to be tied or work for your record label that is atrociously bad. You never want that to happen. You don't want your lawyer to work for your record label. You want you don't want your lawyer yeah. and your manager to even to like each other. Right, to, you want you want all <laughs> these people to fucking hate each other yeah. at all times. Yes. Because though that way they are looking out for your best interest. I'm going to make a wild assumption here and assume that none of these dudes have anybody that's advocating for them in a real substantial way. Even if they have their own managers, 
like it's there's so much money being generated here it'd be so easy to manipulate people into getting what they want okay so here's here's an analogy um i would assume that a lot of people who listen to this podcast have been arrested because we're pieces of shit and you are too probably mm-hmm. so what this system would be like is if you get arrested on criminal charges and day one of the trial you have not secured representation for yourself you have not accepted the offer of a public defender because your idea is on day one you're going to go over to the other table and ask the prosecutor if they can also represent you yeah that's this yeah and the judge and the prosecutor work for each other right yeah also (laughs) and who wrote the the laws right i mean it's just this is it's just bad 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 there's nearly nothing good about this yeah now, and if you're thinking that, oh, we're just, you know, we don't know what we're talking about. This is a publicly traded company. You can go look this shit up. Right. They changed the name of the company, maybe because of other shit that I talked about earlier in the show. Uh, Hybee, H-Y-B-E, I think is the name of the company now. Okay. They're a publicly traded company on the South Korean stock market right now. I want to say the latest valuation I saw was somewhere around $8 billion. Mm-hmm. This is wealth that is generated almost exclusively from BTS. I'm sure they have other bands bringing in some money, but nearly all of this money is coming in from BTS. Each member of the group was given shares of the company when it went public, and I want to say that those shares are valued somewhere at $8 million. So we're talking one one thousandth for just shares from the company, not counting like money that they're making elsewhere. So I watched this. It's actually a really interesting documentary, like the story of NSYNC or whatever. It's like an hour long. I think it's on YouTube or whatever, where they talk about like their story, what happens so commonly in that world. And if that can happen here, where we actually have laws and guide, you know, guardrails and stuff like that, like easily happen to these kids 10 times worse. A hundred times worse. I feel bad for the the dudes in BTS, honestly. I really do. And I I hope that they do figure out how to get all of the money from this that they can while they can. Because the thing about this is that it never lasts long. New kids on the block, maybe seven years on top. Backstreet Boys, perhaps a decade on top. NSYNC, five years on top. And you can give Timberlake another five years on top of that before his sales started going down, down, down. Bieber had maybe six years before his sales tanked. And then the other thing is, if you go down that list that I just gave, as it gets newer and newer, the window gets smaller and smaller because people are catching on. I hope that this episode brings a lot of people online to what's happening here. The more people become aware of this, the less often it's going to work. And these vests are such a good idea. And this episode is such a bad idea. because there are <laughs> A lot of people. It's not just the fans of this band that are going to get mad about this, man. Well, and okay. that's the thing that I'm more concerned about. Well, here's the thing. If you're a member of BTS and for some reason you're listening to this podcast, which good for you, that's pretty cool. Find the Beatles story. Yeah. When, when they started smoking pot and grew out their beards. Yeah. If you can like find a way to make anything that's not the boy group thing happen, I would say do that. Because what you're doing right now is not built to last. I would bet that they also signed in their deals if one of them quit the band or decided it, he wanted to go solo or something. They have first right of refusal to anything that they do. They own the rights. Basically a non-compete. Yeah. Own his name. If you're a member of BTS, hire a lawyer. Don't tell them that you're doing it and see if they can help you improve your situation, which I'm sure is just going to get worse as time goes on. All right. So here's the other thing. By the time we put this out, there's nothing anyone can do to take it down. There's been a lot of shit that's happened to K-pop and J-pop artists. All of a sudden, they're not alive anymore. It gets ruled a suicide or whatever else. I just I think that there's a there's a lot of uh, extra pieces of this puzzle that I'm certainly not going to directly address. But anyone who's intelligent can do their own math and fill in the blanks on who you might call if you needed to intimidate someone. I don't know that I could in good conscience recommend that any of these kids just like start mouthing off about any <laughs> no, of this. Don't tell anybody whatever you do. Keep that to yourself. You need to know that your exit strategy is foolproof before anyone knows you have one. Yeah. Is what I would say. This is probably the most serious I've ever been on this podcast right now. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not even trying to make a joke. And if you're a BTS fan, you should probably think about what you're supporting here. 
the exploitive nature of the things that you're giving money to. Well, again, I don't think that this is going to be happening for too much longer. So we just brought up Bieber and he's one of the last models to look at on this. So what's interesting is the company behind BTS just acquired Scooter Braun's entire roster. And that to me is a pretty strong indicator that Big Hit has no fucking clue what's going on in the United States right now. Yeah, buying artists on their downturn. Great. Based on everything we said in Bieber's episode, like his career seems shot at this point. I am pretty sure Scooter Braun just pulled one of the biggest scams in the history of the music business. I think he probably cashed out at 10 times market value for something he knows is growing less valuable every day. Yeah, got paid an obscene amount of money. Because like, okay, every artist in the history of music, there's an arc. There's always an up and then they peak out and then this slow dwindle. And sometimes artists get really lucky and they are able to like pull it back up to kind of like some level of continuance of having like a decent career. That's really rare. Most people just have this like up and down and it's over. All of these artists, as far as I can tell, are on the downside of the mountain. And now maybe they'll have a comeback and maybe they'll have like a moment where they'll, they'll go back up. But your business, you just see the writing on the wall of like, how much longer can we really do this? Right. And it's going, oh, probably not a whole lot longer. <laughs> and then somebody comes along and goes, hey, I'll give you a shit ton of money for your company. Wait, wait, are you serious? Yeah, hell yeah. I'll get to take it all. It's yours. There's literally one reason to sell. And it's if you think you're about to get more money than you could possibly make yes. by continuing to do what yeah. you're doing. No shit. You would never sell your company if you thought you could make more money than they were offering you over the next five years. 10 years. Big hit acquired Scooter's roster within a year of BTS starting to release singles in the English language. So I think it's fair to guess that they're going all in on exactly the wrong bet. If you think that big hit knows what American audiences want, then definitely go listen to those three so far, three English language BTS singles. Uh, they're called dynamite butter and permission to dance. Two of those three songs are some of the worst songs you will ever hear. These are some of the lyrics from it's either dynamite or permission to dance. I can't remember. So these are the lyrics that they're trying to break into America with shoes on, get up in the morn. We don't say morn here. I don't know if you're like, I don't know if you're hanging out with like British people or some shit, but we don't Top say of the morn, morn to you. So get ready. Shoes on, get up in the morn. Cup of milk, let's rock and roll. Again, I think you're hanging out with British people. Who maybe drinks like, fucking milk not, in the morning? What the fuck? Not what we do. What in year America. is it? Shoes on, get up in the morn. Cup of milk, let's rock and roll. King Kong, kick the drum. Rolling on like a rolling stone. Sing song when I'm walking home. Jump up to the top like LeBron. <laughs> Ooh, sports reference. Nailed it. This is just word salad. <laughs> Ding dong, call me on my phone. Iced tea and a game of ping pong. Everything about that, except for the reference to LeBron James, seems like what British people are probably thinking while they're walking down the sidewalk every day. I don't know who, who they got I, to write this song. I but. think it was just them like really trying to hone in like their, their English, like learn, like really learning English even better and better and getting. I don't know, think they give a fuck just, about that. Do you watch a lot of their interviews? I think the main dude's name is Jin in this band. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, you're so toast. The, I hope that's right. Fuck. <laughs> I think it's, no, it's, I think it's Jin. It's over. I, I, I might be mispronouncing it's it. It's over. It might be pronounced a different way. At this point, fuck it. Um, anyways, he's the one who learned English from a young age because he says that uh, apparently the U.S. TV show Friends, the sitcom Friends, was really popular in South Korea and his parents loved it. So he learned English by watching Friends. But over years of being interviewed in the United States at this point, he's like the only one who seems to even have an interest in learning the English language. Yeah. Which I mean, honestly, that kind of makes me respect everyone else in the band, because if I looked at everything happening in America, I'd be like, it's like going to be a country in 10 years. Why would I learn their language? Hey guys, do you think we should get better? Like at speaking English? Cause we're going to be like in the States a lot. And they're like, fuck no dude. Bunch of fucking idiots. Have you seen the news? Yeah. What are even the words to this song? Even what they fucking mean. Butter. That one's actually the best of the I was going to say, that's the only one that I feel like has any... I do think they got closest to American pop perfection on yes. the song Butter. Yeah. So do you remember when Daft Punk put out Random Access Memories? And it's a boring and terrible album. But the narrative in all the reviews was that Daft Punk had somehow cracked this alchemy of pop music code and created perfect pop music. And then you press play on it and it's so boring. Yeah. 
the BTS song Butter is so much closer to what I expected to hear when I pressed play on that Daft Punk album. Because okay. as soon as I pressed play on it, I was just like, oh, okay. They've been paying attention. They've done their homework. Well, it's almost like they've made enough money now that they're like, okay, well, we'll splurge on this these couple songs and hire the real good songwriters. But I will say, if you've made it this far in this episode and you've never seen a BTS performance and you don't know what usually happens when they do songs, pause this and go listen to Butter audio only. Don't watch the music video. Just listen to the audio version of it. And what I want you to do is make a little check mark on a piece of paper each time you think you're hearing a different person start singing. Mm. Like each time you think that the, the lead vocal Jesus. changes to a different yeah, person, yeah, yeah. just yeah. make a little check mark and then go watch the music video for the song. I promise you're going to have your mind blown because they buried these guys' vocals in auto tune. Yeah. Well, like in the uh, Coldplay song they did. It's Coldplay featuring BTS. And it sounds like just one person. Uh, yeah, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Who's, is it? There's seven of them. Is it every line of the fucking song sung by a different person? There's only, there's literally only eight lines being sung here or something. You know what I mean? It's pretty basic shit. Positive the hardcore fans of this group can identify when the yes. vocal changes and sure. which person's singing and what their favorite color is and what their favorite <laughs> food is and everything. But what I'm saying is like if you've never heard this before and you listen to it, you're going to have no idea when it's a different person. And I think that's another indicator of Big Hit not knowing. I think Big Hit sees American pop music and they're like, oh, auto-tune on everything. Great. Yeah. Yeah. But what they're failing to understand is... They forgot why they even have seven people in the band in the yeah. first place. It's yeah, yeah. so that everyone can have their favorite one. So when you drench everyone in auto tune and remove the small aspects of individuality that are there, you're not going to break this band in the United States. No one's going to have a clue what's going on. Here's the thing. I'm almost positive. I read that butter right now or is like the a number one. Like, oh, it's, it's huge. Like their first number one song. It's a solid pop song, right? Here's my fifth conspiracy theory of this po- of this episode. If they had another hit to follow it up that also got maybe even bigger, I would not be shocked if a couple members just got booted out of the band. For whatever reason, they'll make up some bullshit. They will find some way to streamline this band down to five people or less. And when it happens, just remember I said it. He said it. I just think it's a really bad sign that Big Hit apparently saw... Justin Bieber and went all, especially right now when Bieber's putting out vibey nonsense, like the songs yummy and peaches. And then if that's what BTS is going to model their future songs off of the fans, they have don't want that. They enjoy looking up the translation of the lyrics and finding out that it means something that at least comes across to them as deep and personal and meaningful and full of big ideas. Not I get my peaches down in Georgia or just like dumb, 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 dumb shit. That's not why people are listening to BTS. They think it's smart. They think it means something. They think it's saying something. And Justin Bieber's not the model that they should be using. So, I mean, ultimately, I think that there's a pretty close expiration date on all this shit. Bieber's not the biggest thing happening in pop music right now. And it's not even close. If you're a fan of this band, it's a bad sign that the company behind it thinks that Bieber's where they need to be copying. And also, if BTS is your favorite band. Your favorite band sucks. You're welcome for listening to Your Favorite Band Sucks. Honestly, you're on your own if you decide to share this episode with anyone you know or on social media or wherever else. And we are not responsible for whatever happens. If you'd like to donate to the cause, it would be especially appreciated right now. You can support the podcast by picking up some merch from our website, yfbspod.com. If you don't need any new stuff but you still want to help, there is a tip jar option in the store. You can also find our page on Anchor to subscribe to ad-free episodes. And we also have a Patreon that Mark runs, and I'm not really sure what he does over there, so you're on your own with that too. When the podcast returns, we're bringing it back to the continental U.S. with an episode on everyone's favorite cover band, Van Halen.